Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Um, so as everybody knows that listens, golf season's come to a pause, man. It's it's kind of done. Well, until next year. I guess there's a couple of events, but the PGA Tour. So where we find ourselves today is uh, it's, it's movie season. Uh, we're here with Troy Bolotnik and Steve Kanepa from Filmland Spirits. And uh, we're going to get into some cool stuff. So for those of you that are just watch, that are listening, uh, obviously you found the podcast. For those of you that want to see this live and see what we look like when we're talking, maybe what we're drinking, you definitely want to check out these cool bottles. Uh, head over to Birdies and Bourbon on YouTube. Check us out. Troy, Steve, how you doing, guys? Doing great. Oh, great to be with you guys. Yeah, no, we we, uh, we appreciate it, and thanks for sharing with us. Uh, just so people know, what I'm going to be, what Dan and I are going to be sipping on as we're uh, chatting about this, we're going to be going for uh, Rise of the Robot. I want to match you drink for drink, so I'm going to do the same. Yeah. Oh boy! Okay, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I, ho- I hope you blocked your evening out because the more I drink, the worse yeah. it gets. I'm all set. I'll take care of. Uh, I'll I'll try to make a note or two. So um, let's. uh, So for the people that don't know Filmland Spirits, give us uh, like give me give me the give me you're you're pitching me a movie. Talk to me. What's Filmland Spirits? (laughs) Sounds good. It's perfect analogy. Um, So we're a new spirits company based in uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, we, we have, I, myself, I have a background as a screenwriter and a lot of different uh, aspects of the film and entertainment industry. And so everything we do kind of brings together whiskey and film. So the concept behind Filmland Spirits is every one of our products is based on an original movie script or concept that we create, one that pays homage to the B movies of the mid 20th century big over-the-top monsters and robots and plots, you know, like Barbarella and Forbidden Planet and those kind of movies. And then we pair that with award-winning liquid, right? So all of our products have won a gold medal at this point. And then the label for every one of our products is a movie poster painted and illustrated in that style of mid-20th century, bright, eye-catching colors, retro kind of pulp art. And the label, as Cal is so... um, expertly demonstrating is very immersive. It wraps almost completely around the bottle and it, you know, it goes into the synopsis of the movie and it goes into the characters and it goes into, you know, what's inside the liquid and who made it and what it tastes like, that kind of thing. So it's always this combination between the whiskey and the film. Yeah. Great. So, so I want to talk about some tasting notes real quick as we're, cause I'm going to keep drinking. Uh, so before I, you know, have a second glass, which Steve, we're going to do, don't you worry. I'm with you. Um, so, well, wait a minute, Steve. So what's, uh, before I do that, what's, where are you at in the, in the scenario? What's so the play in the movie? Yeah, I came in a little later. So Troy and another founding partner kind of had the brainstorming year or so before I even met the guys. I actually worked, I was a coworker in my previous life um, in, in big, big companies. I worked with one of the co-founders wives and she knew my love and passion for whiskey. We talked about the collection I have at home and how much I enjoy it. So she made the introduction to Troy and the other co-founder and we hit it off personality wise, but also love of, of whiskey and spirits. Uh, We just found this common bond. And then we also had a, I'd say a common 
business take. So we understand the art and the fun of whiskey, but we also understood the business side. My whole career was in finance and in, in the oil industry, biotech industry. So, so we found this, this yeah, those, those circles that overlap. Ours overlapped a lot, but we also bring some unique skills. So I don't have a background in the movie industry, but we found enough commonality that we decided, I decided to invest in the company. And then Troy was dumb enough to invite me to go ahead along and, and be part of this ride and, and, to, and develop the company a little bit more too. Yeah, that, that's cool. It's, you know, you, you kind of what you're saying, you know, it's, and, and I don't know if we, I guess we've seen it in whiskey a little bit, but it's kind of like the, you know, there's a, there's a few big names that have kind of consumed, well, I shouldn't say produced whiskey right over the course, you know, the, let's say bourbon in Kentucky and, and, you know, the, the, the new entries into the whiskey world are, you know, they're, they're starting. I think you guys have been running since 2015 ish. No, right. we're brand, we're brand new. We just launched in September of this year. I mean, I'm reading a script and it says 2015, something's going on. I guess it's the, guess it's just a script. So, uh, <laughs> well, so here's where I was going with that is, you know, you, if, if you go to wine, go to Napa and they're like, winemakers are great artists. They're great artisans. They are shitty business people, generally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool, Steve, just to kind of hear you say, you know, that, that like minds, like, you know, like-minded from a business perspective and then what you guys have been able to put together. So I said tasting yep. notes a long time ago, and then I got sidetracked and started talking about other stuff. It won't be the last time that happens. Um, but uh, yeah, let's, let's nose this and let's talk about what we're getting. There is no doubt that this is rye whiskey. It is. It's, it's the, the nose is there. I mean, it's minty. There's some clove. There's uh, there's some cinnamon disc in there. It, and as soon as it hits the palate, it just starts to gush, man. I mean, it just, your mouth starts watering and, and that when that mint hits, I mean, it's just, it's like you popped a piece of spearmint gum in your mouth. And, you know, when you start chewing and you start salivating, and it just starts coating your throat. I mean, that's exactly what's happening in this thing. And I'm, and as it, and it's like, so it's nine, I think this is 94 proof yeah, rise yes. of the robots, right? Yeah. This is, so, it's gonna be so Cal, you're like, I'm so happy right now because I've, I've tasted this with a lot of people already. Right. And, and people get different notes and I'm, I'm a believer that you, you taste what you taste. We're all different. You might've had, you know, fruit loops for breakfast this morning. And so you're going to taste something different in the rye. But you just nailed exactly what we were going for when we blended this. So the blending team is myself, Steve, one of our other partners, Charlie, and then the, the master blender at the facility where we bottle in Kentucky. And, you know, we, we sat there and we, we practically designed this to be exactly what you just described. We're huge fans, particularly Charlie awesome. and I, of minty rye. And, and we always joke if, if it, if it, you know, if it's not toothpaste, we don't want, right. It's gotta be super, super minty with some pepper and some spices in it. That's exactly what we designed it to be. I'm glad I said spearmint gum and not toothpaste. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't taste like that's an exaggerated joke. He's going to be mixing this with his toothpaste in the morning now. And you just started a whole new fad. And trend. That is an idea. I can quit buying mouthwash. I, I, I like where, I like where this is going. Uh, but no, but I mean, it leaves your mouth feeling like fresh and vibrant and it's got yeah. this, uh, it's, uh, you know, here's a, something I think, and, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's birdies and bourbon, but you know, if we, if we call it birdies and whiskey, I mean, that doesn't really have a ring to it. Right. So the, I think a lot of, a lot of folks that are making right. So one, I think that bourbon is the gateway 
drug, right? And then, and then you, you, your collection grows and, you know, it's kind of, oh, it's sweet. And there's all this caramel and it's oaky, you know, from a bourbon perspective. And it's like, I want to venture out and I want to try something different. Well, I mean, other than, I mean, there's not a whole lot of the, the mash bill, really. I mean, as I'm kind of looking at what you are, because I think this is all new, uh, new white oak barrels that, that the rise of the robots is aged in, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the 95.5 mash bill that makes it not bourbon. But I think so many people try to kind of they they try to mask the rye and because it's, you know, because I mean, there's a if you're a bourbon drinker and you've never really got into rye whiskey and you drink a real one, it's not going to taste like bourbon, man. It's not going to be that sweet, uh, you know, chocolatey candy, even though I'm getting some chocolate out of this. But it's not going to be it's a different profile. And I I really like where you are. I got to try some of your bourbon now. Uh, to to uh, to do a, a comparison, but yeah, I, I really like where this is at, and I, I like the I, I like the the boldness of it, man. Good strong move, buddy. Yeah, thank you. We we love the ninety five five recipe. I mean, we very specifically went after that because we're fans of other bourbons on the market. Sorry, other ryes on the market that that have that recipe. But I agree. I always say something very similar, which is I say you sort of most people start with bourbon and then you kind of in a way graduate to rye, yeah, because it it is bolder. A lot of newer new people who are newer to whiskey kind of mistake the spiciness of rye with proof. They'll yeah. feel like, oh my gosh, this is too high proof for me. And like, no, that's the spice of the the rye and all of that that you're you're getting sure. in there. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, yep. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just I was going to say that. So Troy and Charlie, the other two who work with the company, who are part of the Blenny team, and myself, they're further along that journey to to rye than I am. I'm I'm kind of midway there. I enjoy rye a lot and was getting to enjoy it. So the three of us had that great yin and yang of, uh, we found some single barrels that probably matched, that was the favorite they've ever had in their lives. But I'm, and, and they'd listen to me though, and as someone who's kind of on that journey and like, this might not be for everybody, but having a variety of barrels to taste and get different flavor profiles, we were able to get the, with a 95.5, but also get some flavors in there that people along the journey would find really nice too. So for me, it's the honey that's in there. There's just a little bit of honey flavor that kind of offsets some of those spices that if you just got hit in the face with the spices might turn some new rye people off, but, but new rye drinkers are enjoying this too. And I think that's, that was a great uh, result of, of the blending process. Yeah, as I'm kind of chewing on this, I don't, I haven't found the honey yet, but now that you said it, I'm sure I will, or, or I, I'll find some similar sweetness, uh, yep. just, you know, the way it works. Right. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't, maybe it's the time of year, but it's like peppermint patty to me. It's that chocolate. It's that mintiness. It's that there, there's the sweet note of, of, I can know where you're going with the honey thing. I'm not quite getting it, but, uh, and I do, I do love to find some honey in, uh, in a good rye whiskey. I can't lie. We, uh, when we were blending, he's not going to give up until he finds it. <laughs> <laughs> when we were blending, Steve, Steve mentioned, we, you know, we, we tasted, I think, uh, roughly about 48 barrels in about two days. Uh, and then from there tasted again, as we kept, you know, willowing it down into the ones we wanted to use. Cause we're small batch. So there's about eight yeah. barrels in every, every batch that we do. And we found this one barrel that we loved. It was so minty and we just decided to set it aside for one day for a future single barrel. But then we're doing our blend and we're like, it's just not minty enough. It's just not. And we're all looking at each other. Like, do we sacrifice that barrel? And we just said, <laughs> so we tried it and it was just, it was this. And we were like, we, we, we have to do it. So we, we sacrificed that potential single barrel into this blend because it just made it perfect. 
Well, nice. nice, nice. Yeah. And by the way, for those of you that are listening, uh, the folks at Filmland Spirits were kind enough to uh, provide a discount code. If you want to check this out for yourself, you can order it online on their website. It's filmlandspirits.com. And you're going to use code birdies10. And that's uh, $10 off a bottle. $10 off every single bottle. Off every single bottle. So, uh, I mean, it's the, if you hadn't done your Christmas shopping, here you go. Uh, even for somebody that doesn't drink, I mean, shit, the, the bottle itself is a piece of art. So, cool. uh, so, so I, I want to start getting into, and we'll talk some more about the whiskey for sure. Um, and, and we're going to do some fun stuff at the end, you know, so be thinking, I'm sure you get the question, what, what's your movie? What's your favorite? You already described what a B movie was to me. So we don't have to go through that. But so, so you, 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 you got a passion for, for bourbon or whiskey. And you've obviously got a passion for movies, right? Being a screenwriter. Was there anything that was already there? Like you knew that, hey, if, if I ever have an opportunity, Rise of the Robots is already a thing. Or uh, let me make sure I say it right. Moonlight Mayhem is it's already a thing. And it's an image that's already created. I just don't have an outlet to express it. it was it there or, or did it come about? That's interesting. Not those ideas specifically, but at, during the process, um, Steve mentioned one of my co-founders and I were, you know, sort of working on banging our heads against the wall for concepts, but we knew whatever we were going to do, it had to be an outlet for creativity because that's everything I've always done has sort of been a combination of, you know, business and science and art and creativity. And I wanted to make sure that this would be a place we could play and have fun. And, you know, our customers and our audience could have a lot of fun with it too. Yeah. And, and with the B movie thing, so, it, and I don't, I mean this with, with a lot of credit, I think it's a, a hell of a step, right? And there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of brands that are, that are hitting the shelves today, right? That are hitting the market and people are making up friggin' stories about, well, my grand, great, great grandpappy, he lived back <laughs> up here under a rock and he used to, you know, and whatever the hell they're coming up with. And it's like total BS and, but they're presenting it as it's real as it's, Hey, this is right. my story. I think the cool thing that you've done is you, yes, you get to create the, your story for the bottle, but the story behind Filmland it, it exists there from the passion, from experience. I mean, it's, it's your story. And now you've got an outlet to, I don't know, what's the market for B movies, man. I mean, how many B movies have you pitched during the last decade that somebody said yes to? That we've pitched in the last decade. Well, I'm not in the film business anymore. No, okay. So I haven't pitched any in the last decade, but uh, there are tons and tons of them out there. And there is a huge audience because if you think about it, and, and as we were developing this and meeting with different people and presenting it, we got amazing reaction. And we do now that we're on the market from 24 year olds who just think the art is cool. And, you know, because nothing's cooler than retro. Right. Everybody, everybody young wants something retro. Right. Sure. And then you got folks who are a little bit older who, you know, grew up with certain B movies and it just relates to their childhood or their teenagehood and they just have a connection with it there. Because there's just, there's just something sort of, you know, dare I say, universal about it that we all connect with these sort of on purpose silliness or on purpose over the top plots that we get to immediately suspend our disbelief the moment the, you know, the, the movie starts and just go on this silly, crazy ride. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are there going to be any uh, are there any short films or feature length films in the works on on the movies themselves? So we, we we're very clear. Our core business is, is whiskey. We're in the okay. whiskey business for okay. sure. Um, that doesn't you know, it's not to say that along the way, if the right opportunity 
came along, we wouldn't take a look at it and possibly pursue it. But we definitely are very focused on making great whiskey with great stories uh, and pro- progressing that. Yeah, I think the other cool thing that so you, you like the bottle, it kind of sucks you in. And, and there's a lot of information on here. I mean, these guys are are as transparent as can be. Uh, they, they do say that it's uh, what it's made in Kentucky and produced in, in Kentucky and distilled in Indiana. OK, so I don't know where it's being pr- produced at in Kentucky, but if it's in uh, if it's distilled in Indiana, we all know where it's coming from. And I, I mean, who can argue that they're not making great liquor there? So, I mean, yeah, nobody, and, and nobody's we, we openly we're, it's nothing we try to hide at all. We're, we're proud partners of MGP. We love their stuff. Like I, I mentioned, we you know, there's a lot of rise and bourbons that they make that I've always been a huge fan of. And I said, hey, when we get started, we're not starting with a distillery. We're starting by sourcing. Let's go to the best, right? And then let's yeah. put our spin on it. Let's blend it the way we like it and put our spin on it and see how we do. I love it, man. That that's sick. I mean, that's that's adventurous. That's risky, and, but uh, you know the fact that uh, that it looks like it's working. It tastes damn good, and and the the story looks good as well. But yeah, I mean, you just kind of you know. Here's the thing: is you you start with the bottle, and and if you're a if you're a whiskey nerd, a bourbon nerd, whatever. And I mean, you, you're all you're looking at the bottle, right? I mean, how many bottles are there in a liquor store? Shit, I don't know, thousands. And and right. you're, it's like, ooh, what's that? Let me see. What what? You know, flip it to the back. Let me get this. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I mean, if somebody picks this bottle up, they're not putting it down for. I mean, you you got a couple of minutes in somebody's hand. And if I if it's in my hand for a couple of minutes, you guys have probably done the done done the, uh, uh, you know, checked it out and seen seen what the algorithms say. But if I'm holding it for two minutes, what's the propensity that I'm going to buy? Did it go up or do I need to hold it for two minutes and 10 seconds kind of thing? So, <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, we, we, we designed the label and the bottle to be very immersive so that when you picked it up, exactly. That's why we, the label wraps almost completely around the bottle because we wanted just every time you look at it. I mean, there's Easter eggs on that label. If you go look and you're going to find stuff that you didn't see before. Uh-huh. Um, you know, every, uh, we haven't really talked about this a lot anywhere, but every one of our labels has the bottle that you're holding in your hand somewhere on the poster of the label. Hmm. Okay. So somewhere in that scene with uh, Courtney, our heroine and the the killer robot bartenders, there is a bottle of rise of the robots in that scene. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, now you've distracted the hell out of me and uh, I'll let you guys talk amongst (laughs) yourselves. I'll be back when I find it. The the analogy that I tell people is, is when I was a kid, uh, yes, I love, pouring the cereal and the milk and then setting the cereal box backwards and there would be stuff on the back of it puzzles or they you know cartoons or whatever but you used to be able to kind of read the cereal box yeah. as you're sitting there eating your cereal with milk well this whiskey has that uh, the bottles have that to it you know the, the the rye you're looking at and then when you see the bourbons but if you pour yourself a little bit and you're in the right place right you're not talking to friends you happen to be there so if you can set the bottle down and sip it and, and and start kind of exploring the bottle and find some new things each time you do it and i think that's a really cool quality of it yeah for sure and, and for those of you that are that are golf nerds or or bourbon nerds and you don't know uh what an easter egg is is related to a film i don't need to tell you i'll let the expert tell you <laughs> sure. It's it's a it's some kind of little hidden element or joke or something clever that the writers or the directors or the author or the artist hid in there. I mean, it's a little bit of sort of a a visual where's Waldo kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hold on, Steve, you raised your hand over there, and that was when I said golf nerd. That yeah, it? yeah, that's why I'm here for you guys. I, right. I, I, I'm, 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 he's the bourbon, I'm the birdies guy. We'll, we'll, ah. we'll, hey, hey, now, we'll get there. Uh, what does Martha tell me? She goes, uh, Martha says it should have been called bogeys and bourbon. I'm like, yeah, hey, Martha, it doesn't have a ring to it. Leave it alone. I love it, the it, title. It, it, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, uh, let's talk a little bit more. Let's dig a little deeper in the bottle because so the first thing is it it's beautiful. Uh, there's uh, they're definitely custom made. I mean, it sells film land on it um, and not on the label, but on the actual. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, film lands embossed up on the shoulder there. And it's also embossed uh, straight down the back. The, the little section of the body of the bottle that the label yeah. doesn't cover is film land vertically embossed. Oh, maybe nice. you can get an angle on it and see yeah. it there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bottles, the bottles are custom. We, mm -hmm. we designed them from scratch and, and the idea behind the bottle is, um, you know, it's got an art deco sort of style to it where the, the closure is a sort of a combination between a film can and a film reel. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at the bottom, the embossed element on the bottom of the bottle, it's a kinetoscope, like that original Edison, you know, with oh, the yeah. horse running in a circle kind of thing. So yeah. it's all designed on purpose like that. But you know, when you go into a movie theater, especially like a traditional art deco kind of movie theater, there's the proscenium, it's everything that surrounds the screen. And then there's the star of the show, which is the movie. So our, our bottle is the proscenium. It's serious. It's high design. It's, you know, but it surrounds the star of the show, which is the movie, the movie poster and the liquid. Yeah. So hmm. when, when did you hit the market? Uh, September 15th of this year. Oh shit. Okay. So you just, okay. It's, it's new, new, real brand fresh. new. Okay. So, I mean, the bottle itself is, well, so we all know sourcing has been an issue for the past couple of years. And there's a lot of folks that are making, uh, that are producing whiskey that have had to have, they've changed the, changed their bottles. They've changed colors of the bottles. They've gone to it. So in, in, in making this right and going for this, this custom, this boutique of a bottle, if you will, was that, I mean, were you getting any pushback from the finance guy over here going like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, what are we going to do when we got all this whiskey and we can't, have, we don't have bottles to put it in. Nobody, you can't put it in a jug. Right. Yeah. Believe me, at a certain point, we thought, can we put it in Ziploc bags and put it on the shelf? <laughs> um, because you're right. The supply, we, we launched this, we got started right as, you know, I was developing this as COVID was kind of starting to wind down and we were all wondering, you know, everything was still closed. We were yeah. wondering, is anybody going to go out and drink whiskey anymore? Is it all going to be in the home? And then the supply chain issues hit. And if not for that, we would have been on the market six months to a year sooner. Mm, wow. Okay. And uh, God bless him. But Steve has been nothing but supportive. And, you know, when we sit and talk with him about like, well, here's a choice. We can wait about a year to go on the market, but we really think it's important to have our custom bottle versus going with something, you know, more of a stock bottle. And, you know, he's on board. He really trusts in, in our creative decision-making and our business decision-making and, you know, offers us tremendously uh, experienced and excellent advice as well. Um, we have a theme and, 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 you know, these things can't deviate from that theme. So if you have this idea of what Troy described and then you go with a stock bottle, it would have completely taken you out of the experience. And so, yeah. so within that framework, I, I always, you know, we work together, but Troy, the decision maker of try to find the most economically viable option within that framework, but we definitely stayed within this framework that Troy has mentioned. And, um, I think the bottle is, is, is a beautiful example of that. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's uh, I'm gonna, let's move into what's inside the bottle. Right. And you, you talked about earlier you for the rise of the robots. Uh, you found there was a single barrel, but you put it in cause it just, it, it made it and it was the right thing to do. Right decision. You know, we're, we're going forward with this. So from a blending perspective, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what, what, what's, how'd you get there? How, how'd you get to a point to where, so there's a business plan. There's uh there, there's, there's consumers out there that'll take it. If it's good, if, if you get a good, you know, if it's a good story, good packaging, <clears throat> then when I open it up and put it in a glass, I got to want to taste it. I got to want to drink it. So what, what's that process look like for you guys? Well, look, we, we started um, like Charlie and I, Charlie and I have known each other almost 30 years and he and I got into bourbon sort of separately and together. Cause he was in Atlanta and I'm in Los Angeles. So we started meeting about 10 years or so ago in Kentucky for our annual pilgrimage. And we would yeah, go nice. like crazy fanboys to four or five distilleries a day and drive all over the state you know, at this point, we've probably been to over 70 all over the country, you know, and on one of those trips, I just turned to him like, we, we got to do this ourselves because we, we fell in love with everything about it. The, the whiskey, the flavor, the taste, the, the people, the cocktail culture, the art and the science, which very much speaks to us because film is very much about art and science as well. And, and we just said, you know, we have to do this. And so, you know, we, we flash forward and then I was sitting with my friend I mentioned earlier and, you know, we're co- trying to kind of come up with an idea. Um, he's actually a podcast host. So he started interviewing me about, you know, to help nice. us brainstorm. And I started talking about writing in the movies and he stopped me and he's like, you know, the only other thing I hear you talk this passionately about is whiskey. You got to find a way to do the movies and whiskey together and then Filmland and rise of the robots and all that just came like blurting out really quickly after that. But as far as the liquid goes, we we've always said we want to make you know we're business people we want to make something that our customers are going to want to drink and enjoy but we got to start we're whiskey nerds first so we got you know we got to start with something we're going to want to drink and enjoy and make sure that we love it because then we know uh that people are going to love it as well yeah yeah fair fair statement uh, so one thing you said i i actually took i wrote some notes down oh are you got do you write do you write with notes with a with a pen or pencil or are you is everything digital for you uh, at this point, I think probably 95% digital. I mean, okay. I'm a terrible poet. I love writing bad poetry. I don't, I don't let anybody see it. Um, but I, when I write poetry, sometimes I will write it by hand, but otherwise if I'm working on like for each of these, for rise of the robots and moonlight mayhem, we not only have, you know, the labels, but I've written a treatment for each one of them. So if a, a treatment is like a two, three page synopsis of an entire movie. So we've written that all out. And then if you go to our website, not only do we have, um, you know, the posters you can download and lots more information about the characters and the story, but we actually have some samples of the script pages themselves. So I've written some of the scenes of the movie as well that we can put on and we'll continue to add those scenes and coming pretty soon are some storyboards like Hollywood style storyboards that we've created to show those scenes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's, um, if I screw this up, correct me, filmlandspirits.com. Uh, it's, it's a, uh, it, it, it's a, it draws you in, right? I mean, if you want to know more about the bottle, if you want to know more about the story that's in, I guess, in front of the bottle or in front of the liquid, then, then that's kind of where, where you get it at. And if you want to use the code birdies 10, you get $10 off of each bottle. So don't, don't be afraid to use it. We're not. We also, you know, we're obviously available uh, to hang out with on Instagram and Facebook as well at Filmland Spirits, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of fun stuff 
with our stories and our characters, we get a little silly sometimes and, you know, kind of cheeky, but there's lots of little things on there as well that extend the story, the characters and, and the plots. Yeah, sure. So there's something you said a minute ago, and I, I told you I, I took some notes. I wrote them down. At, I don't know, <laughs> call me old fashioned or make me one. Either, either way you want to go. So <laughs> so let's go. So I'm going to try and frame this up so that it makes sense. So that you've got you got movie buffs, movie nerds, and you got whiskey, whiskey or bourbon nerds. What do you think the similarities are in like I may not be into whiskey or bourbon and I may not be into movies, but I may be into one or the other. What do you think the similarities are? What What's the characteristics or the personality traits that I have that makes me that turns me into that nerd? I think, you know, like it, it starts with the sort of behind the scenes aspect of it. Like I mentioned earlier, like you need the same if you're going to make movies, you need passion and creativity and you have to love science because there is a science, but you have to love art because it's an art and making whiskey is the same, right? You got to be passionate. You got to be creative. There is definitely a science to it and a way to do things, but then you hand two different people, the same exact set of circumstances, and they're going to come up with something that tastes different. And that's the art part of it. So now you extend that to the audience and it's sort of similar, right? People who, and I'm, I'm a whiskey nerd and I'm a film nerd. You know, like I'm a Marvel and Star Wars guy and I'm, I'm a big geek with, you know, I'm a huge Doctor Who guy, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So each one of the things like whiskey offers like this endless parade of science you can, you know, bear, you know, debate and art and choices you can debate and movies, of course, do the same thing. They, you can immerse yourself in both of them sort of endlessly and communities form around both. So that was always at the heart of what we wanted to do was to create a community of people who love whiskey and people who love film and kind of bring them together if they weren't already, you know, crossing over to both. Yeah, that, that, that's cool. I, I, I wasn't expecting any answer, but that that's a good answer, right? I mean, it's, you, you just, I mean, I don't shit. I could probably bring up a movie and we could spend the next, uh, you know, however long drinking whiskey and just talking about the movie and, and there you go. And I, you know, I think that's kind of the neat part about it is, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have to love the movie, but I'll still watch the movie with you for the camaraderie and the fellowship and the, you know, and, and I don't have to love the whiskey, but I'll still try it. It's like, Hey, you got to watch this movie. It's like, I'm going to turn it on. You got to try this whiskey. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in a glass and I'm going to put it to my lips. Like I, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to test drive whatever it is that where I've got a relationship that somebody says, Hey, you ought to do this. I'm going to take their word for it. Right. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to venture down that road. And I think that's the thing is, I mean, there's movies that we, you know, what did I grow up with? Uh, Roadhouse, Top Gun, Rambo, you know I mean? Uh, like when I think of B movies, that's what I'm thinking about. Right. <laughs> I guess, I don't know about it. everything was kind of a B movie back then, but, <laughs> right. uh, but it, you know, it, I think about it as in, it's like, you know, I, and I mean, I could just start with just reciting lines. I mean, at Tombstone, I can go from the opening line to the, like, I could just recite the whole movie. And it's, you know, and those are things that I love, right? And I know I'm always going to go back to them. But then, you know, you start sprinkling in some of this other stuff that I'm like, holy shit, that was good. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I may, I may do it again at some point, but I don't need to, I don't need this total immersion into because it just, you know, it hit me and it hit me in a good way. It just didn't, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't, didn't suck me in. Right. And, and I think that's the same for, from my perspective. That's the movie and the whiskey 
uh, you know, the, the analogy, if you will, that, that kind of ties the two together for me. Right. Yeah. Cal, I think something... you, you, oh, okay. I was going to say, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's no, there's great conversation to be had amongst friends and there's no right or wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could love a movie that I didn't like and we could talk about it. You can, you can think this whiskey is great and I didn't enjoy it. Didn't match my sure. palate and we could talk about it and we could share mm-hmm. it and we could, we can respectfully try to convince each other the good qualities of it, but there is no definitive right or wrong. And to me that creates just great conversation. So you can have great conversations sitting around a fire about movies. You could have great conversations sitting around a fire about whiskey and you don't walk away thinking, Oh, I won that argument or I was right. Or he put it on ice. So he's an idiot. Like, no, that's the way he liked it. Go for it. Right. So it's just, they're both great conversation pieces that you can have amongst friends or people you're just starting to get to know for the first time. And they just kind of both match that whole world. It's, it's a, it's a great, I think, commonality between the two. Right. And I think uh, something you said, Cal really connects to what Steve's saying there is, I think what's common to both whiskey nerds and film nerds, and I, you know, I'm both, so I get to speak about both that way, right? Speak freely. Is, is a desire or, or this innate sense to be in the know. Like when I see a movie, like, you know, Doctor Who's not as popular here as it is in England, right? But, and none of my, none of my friends, even my film nerd friends are into it, but I, I, I know it inside and out and I just want to share it and get, and bring them into this amazing experience. And I think whiskey is the same way. Like you've got to taste this. This is the greatest thing I've tasted. You got, come on, come in with me. I'm the one who's going to show you this experience. Yeah, and somebody tastes like, what's this shit you just handed me? What? Let me go get you. Let me go get you a good glass of whiskey if you want something. I, we're, we're having a rise of the robots. It, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, you know, that's yeah. I, I don't. I mean, again, there's no right or wrong. I mean, it just it kind of is what it is. So, um, what what's better? So Steve, you, you'll answer differently than Troy, I'm sure. Um, but, but answer freely. What do you, what's watch tasting your own whiskey or watching your own movie, not your favorite. I'm saying yours that you created. You only get to do one. Steve, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I've never, I've never made a movie. So for me, it, it would be, um, it would definitely be whiskey for that question. But, but, uh, I have to say that the seeing what, you know, from the days we were tasting these barrels and blending them to seeing them put in bottles and put on the shelf. Now they're actually at my country club that I belong to. They're at the bar at my country club. I can't tell you I've never had that feeling before seeing the bottles of our whiskey sitting behind that mirror lit up glass shelved bar at the, at my golf club and having the bartender pour it. It, it, you know, obviously my kids being born and my wife and all that's way better, but you know, you get down to the other parts of life that are more hobbies. It may have been the best feeling I've had is seeing our bottles sitting in a bar that I go to probably more often than I should. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, that is not a movie that's called real life. Yeah. Just just saying (laughs) I'm with you. It was great. Real life. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Let me, let me put it this way. So I don't know, maybe 20, 25 years ago, my, my late uncle called me up one day and he's like, yeah, Troy, you know, I, I couldn't sleep the other night and I'm flipping through channels and some, some action movie comes on. So I'm like, Oh, I'll watch this. And I'm watching it. And I'm thinking, this is the worst piece of crap I have ever seen. This is stupid. This is nonsense. What is this crap? And I watched it through. It was so bad. I couldn't stop watching it. I watched it through to the end. 
And then all of a sudden I saw my last name scrolling through the credits. And I saw <laughs> my freaking, he's like, my nephew wrote this piece of crap. That's awesome. So I, I wrote a couple of terrible B action movies for hire uh, back when I first got out to Hollywood and they are terrible. So compared to that, there's nothing more satisfying you're, than you're going you know, for whiskey. Seeing, seeing my whiskey <laughs> out there. But, but it's true. I mean, I, I love, you know, I, you know, I'm one of those people from as a writer that nothing's ever good enough. I could edit it forever. And so you know, a lot of times I'll cringe at something that I wrote a long time ago. If I read it back or see it back and, you know, I want nothing to do with it, but I'll tell you, you know, there've definitely been some emotional moments. Like when we won our gold medals at the San Francisco world spirits competition, there were definitely tears involved, you know, yeah. after, after That's a cool. couple of years of trying to make this happen. And then you, you know, cause we submitted months before we ever hit the market. And when we won those definitely uh, was very emotional and incredibly gratifying. That's awesome. Steve, we're going to get to golf in a minute. I promise. Um, don't, 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 I'm, don't trying to, I'm trying to slide it in there. Like, you oh, know, I'll, oh, I'll be patient. <laughs> oh, you, you, you've done it. it. It's there, buddy. I mean, I heard, I heard country club. I heard bar. I heard I'm there a lot. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, just you gonna, I need, need an address eventually. So when Troy gets up and leaves, then we'll talk. We'll talk. Golf. Yeah. I was going to say, once we hit the golf part, you're going to hear me be very quiet. Um, so what else guys, what, what are we missing about film land? What's what, what's that? Well, okay. I, I know what I'm missing is I'm missing more bottles. Um, and I'm missing more, uh, more movies and scripts. So are there, uh, obviously this, it's not a hobby at this point, right? I mean, this is a profession yeah. and it, is it, are you finding it? So when you came up with the first three bottles, which, one is a playoff, two movies, sequel, I guess you would call it, maybe. Uh, it's So we have Moonlight Mayhem, a saga of werewolves and bourbon is our bourbon. It's a 94 proof, you know, sort of what we call our everyday bourbon. And we designed it when we were blending. We were very specific about wanting it to be a bourbon that would really appeal to new bourbon drinkers. Like it was, it was going to turn people on to whiskey, not turn them pe people off, yep. but it was also going to have enough complexity in there that seasoned drinkers are going to be like, oh yeah, I'd love to sip on this. This is great. So then there's Moonlight Mayhem extended cut. And so just like nice. the movies, the extended cut, there's more, right? There's, and maybe there's more scenes and more footage or it's the director doing, for us is more, there's more proof. And so the extended ah, cut is a cask strength like version of the same uh, that's blend. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then uh, I'm not asking for you to reveal, but it is it was it as you've created new uh, what can I say themes? What I'm not a movie. What's it? Is it themes? Is that what you would call it? New movies. They're, new, they're movies. They're movie concepts, movie scripts, concepts. That's what I'm looking for. As you've created new concepts for future bottles is and so i mean you just said yourself right that that you're you you know you could edit forever and, and nothing ever goes out are you finding it harder to develop new because you've got to outdo you know it's it's like uh, lethal weapon well lethal weapon 2 wasn't wasn't ever as good as lethal weapon 1 just, you know? <laughs> but I, I mean, is that, is it getting easier? Is it getting harder? Is it getting uh, more interesting because now you're looping people in that are then with ideas, it, you know, what, what's happening there? Right. It's, I, I don't know. It's definitely getting more interesting. It's not getting harder because, you know, to get to those concepts, we went through many, many others, even though rise of the robots came to me, like within seconds um, of, of that whole, you know, that epiphany moment. Um, but we have a ton of ideas ready to go. And so there will be 
um, you know, we're going to do some finishes in the future and that will be our remastered series. So again, like a movie gets remastered in digital, we will remaster in different barrels. And, um, you know, we've trademarked all these terms, extended cut and remastered as it applies to whiskey. Nice. Yeah. So if you get a um, C and D, uh, you know, th this is why trademarked. Right. Exactly. And then we have, we have sequels in the works for Moonlight Mayhem and Rise of the Robots. But we also have brand new concepts, which will probably, which will definitely come before the sequels. We have a brand new product coming next year. That's, you know, nothing like any of this, which has its own concept. So yeah, no, there's a lot of them in the hopper. It's awesome, man. What's, um, so how many barrels are you guys sitting on right now? How many bottles, uh, what's your, what's the capacity? I mean, I, there's a timeline. We don't have to get too deep in the weeds on that, but if you can give me, give me some numbers, how many bottles you think you're going to push out in the first, first year? Uh, well, we have, you know, we have our goals. We, we'd love to, you know, get, um, uh, let's see, you know, 25 to 30,000 bottles out there in the first year across all of our products. Yeah. They're yeah, lofty goals, but you know, we're, we're, you know, we're dedicated and we're pretty aggressive and we've got some really great relationships. I mean, right now we're available in Kentucky and in stores and we're available in California in in select stores. And then that's going to grow over, over the, you know, we're available online in about 40 States and you can get us at reservebar.com and that kind of thing. But over the course of the next year, we'll probably end up in at least about five to seven States as well. So sure. just, you know, how the timing of that and how that plays out, but we also, you know, we talked earlier about the whole produced on location and we're not, we're not trying to be, um, trick anybody and make you think we created the liquid in Kentucky. We bottle in Kentucky, we blend and bottle in Kentucky. So it's just for us produced like a film. We no, it's a play on words. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic, man. I, I, that, so here's like, so someone that drinks a lot and reads a lot of labels, like I, I was not confused whatsoever as to what was happening in Kentucky versus what was happening in Indiana. I mean, it is, it's crystal clear, man. There is, right. there is no <laughs> deception that's coming on in that, right? That that's, that's all in the the plot of the movie. Right. And it, it's kind of like w the reason we did it. Cause at one point we, the label during development said bottled in Kentucky and we're like, well, no, this is a movie credit. So let's call it produced. And the idea is, Love it, man. We're not limited to just sourcing where we've already sourced. We're actually, we have barrels from other places as well. And we're constantly on the hunt for barrels and, and stocking up on them from different places. So we always say, look, you go produce a movie in the best location for whatever reason for that movie, whether, you know, it was Canada for a long time. Now it's, you know, Atlanta and Georgia, we're sure. going to produce this whiskey and, and in the best location for producing that whiskey. If it's Kentucky, if it's Indiana, if it's somewhere else, whatever, you know, makes the most sense for that particular release. Is it becoming, well, so two, this is a two-part question. One's going to lead to, so you can think of it if you want to answer this or not. When, when are you going to start releasing single barrel projects? So that think about that one. But the, 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 the prelude into this is, uh, is it getting more challenging to find the right barrels and is, and is it restrictive at all? Like, like the barrels that fit the profile that you're going to want to blend, that's going to produce what you want to want to produce. Right. It's, it's a little, I hate to say it, it's a little yes and no. Right. So yeah, the, it, it gets, it, the market's gotten tighter as everybody knows for barrels, but once you're inside of it, th this is an industry with good people. Like I've yeah. met the nicest people in this industry that are just, you know, generous with their time and their knowledge uh, and, and they want to help. And so there's always someone who wants to help, who will get you to what you need. And, you know, people often ask me what comes first, the liquid or the story. Do we have a, 
you know, do we have a liquid that, and then we develop a story to it, or do we have a story and then we figure out a liquid? And it, it's both. It's, we've done it both ways, depending on the product. And, and we're open to that. Like right now, there's a very specific thing we're searching for, you know, that we have in mind for a future product. But if we stumble on something different along the way, it might inspire something different. And that's, you know, this canvas of creativity. It's like that, that's what we're going for with both the whiskey and the movies. Like, let's let our creativity go and not put restrictions and rules on ourselves. Let's, you know, develop something. And then, of course, the business side of us kicks in and makes sure it's something that makes sense to, to put you know, investment behind. I, I was about to say, Steve, are you cringing a little bit on the uh, inside? You know, I mean, I'm he, looking at you and I don't see anything happening. Nope, he nope, always brings nope. it back around at the very end. You see how he did that? I, he, he saw the look on my face and he thought it, <laughs> he yeah, thought if it Steve was. wasn't on the podcast. I would have been talking about unicorns and rainbows and all kinds of stuff. But, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be, I don't know. Would it be the first? Nah, there's no way it'd be the first time, but yeah, we're always up for seconds. So there you go. <laughs> Um, all right. We're going to do some fun stuff, um, here. I, and if there's anything that we missed, I don't have anything that I've missed. I hope it's not the last time we get to chat, uh, on the pod. Uh, we're not letting you go yet, so don't go anywhere. Uh, but for the listeners, um, plug away. Oh, um, you know, just again, we're super proud of our products that, you know, everything's won a gold medal. Uh, at this point, either from San Francisco or the recently the Barley Corn Awards, our Moonlight Mayhem won a gold medal for it. And, you know, just come be part of our community, you know, f- at Filmland Spirits on Instagram and Facebook, join in some of the fun, participate in that, check out our website, you know, download the posters and, and, and the script pages and all that kind of thing. And then a couple of weeks ago, we launched merchandise as well. So if you want to get a Filmland t-shirt or a Rise of the Robot t-shirt or hat or anything like that, it's available on our website as well. I love it. And I would add that um, since both Troy, myself, Charlie, we all started from scratch and went on the whiskey journey as we were developing what ends up in our bottles. We didn't just uh, put stuff in there that was for people at our level who have been drinking for 20 years and, you know, probably gone on different parts of that journey. We were thinking about people who are just starting out and who might see the bottle and try bourbon or rye for the very first time. So, so we, we didn't just make it for us. We made it for, for people who are on the entire spectrum of the spirits journey, the whiskey journey, the bourbon and rye journey. Um, and, and, and I think that's, um, ultimately going to be what helps us be successful is that there'll be a wide variety of people who can enjoy this. Sure. Yeah. Well, here's where I'm at and talking about thinking about drinking, uh, this rise of the robots is going to make a fantastic fucking Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good. I can, I can already say, and I always wait to taste, uh, I sent Dan some, but I didn't taste before I got on with you, but I'm just going like, man, that like the vermouth in this thing, it, yeah. it's going to be like, that, that's going to be so solid. So, so how does yeah. it taste guys? So after you're mixing it and blending it or whatnot, uh, how did it fare versus what uh, you had um, when you were doing the blend, right? To when you got the first bottle, was it ex- the exact same? Did it taste a little different to you? No, it was the exact same. And we, we went uh, down. So it was November of uh, 21 when we did our first blending, we went down there to test and blend and pick barrels. And then we went back in August of 22 to do our first bottling, but we were there and we tasted everything before it went into the bottle to make sure it matched. And it was exactly, you know, but we use those exact same barrels. And yes, when you're blending a small amount versus a large amount, there is going to be some variation, but it was so slight. And, and in fact, we think the bourbon, the regular bourbon got better. Oh, 
right? And we sort of proved Jeez. that out by, you know, it got a silver medal at San Francisco, but then when, you know, we submitted it to the next awards, it got a gold medal because we think we definitely improved it when it, uh, when it had the full blend. Great question, Dan. No, nice. that's an awesome job. Great, great product, guys. Thank you. Steve, do you want to say with the club? You, I mean, you don't have to. The name of the club? No, your club. Yeah, yeah. It's called the... So I live in California. I'm in Southern California, about 50 miles north of Los Angeles. I'm in a city called Thousand Oaks. Um, yep. the, the famous club in Thousand Oaks is Sherwood Country Club. I'm not a member there. That's the one Tiger used to do his... You have to salivate, man. Shoot, I'm like, shoot I'm, out. I'm, yeah, before I'm on a flight to tomorrow. See you. But I, I'm, in, uh, I'm in Camarillo, which is just a, a little bit north of me. The club is called Las Posas Country Club. Uh, just a great group of folks there. I've been there for about 20, 21 years. 20, yeah, about 21 years. Um, uh, so it's just, uh, I love, I love, I play, but when I was still working, I played there every weekend. Now that I've retired, I play there a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, Troy, I'm, I'm calling a little bit of bullshit on that because what, what he was really saying is I was playing a lot more golf than I can say because I was getting paid by somebody else. <laughs> that, that, that's what that was code for. And just, just well, so, you know, yeah, coming yeah, from a golfer. Those of us who know, know. <laughs> I know I'm letting trade secrets here. I need to, uh, need to pipe down. I, on I don't, yeah. I think I think I'm safe. I'm, I've been retired for two years now, so I don't think they could take anything away from me if they find that out. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, the non-compete is over. Uh, okay, so uh, so favorite movies. I mean, I know you get it all the time, but uh, and it doesn't have to be your 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 gateway movie that got you into movies, but you know, and, and it, you don't have to have one. But what's special to you? Yeah. So I, I I know it's a little bit of a cop out, but I will tell you, you know, give you some answers. But I always say. It's like my favorite movie is a lot like my favorite whiskey in that uh. you can go back to it over and over and over again. And every time, like if I'm turn on the TV and I start flipping channels and I see, you know, uh, uh, the American president or when Harry met Sally or one of those romantic comedies, I'll just start watching. It doesn't matter where I'm in the middle of the movie. I'll just, I have to watch it. I'll just keep going. So that becomes a favorite movie if I can watch it over and over again, like a whiskey. So some of those romantic comedies are favorites. And then I'm also a nerd. So Star Wars is one of my favorite movies. And there's a movie that I always, when I answer this question, I always forget about, but was my number one movie for many years, The Freshman with uh, Matthew Ooh, Broderick yeah. and Marlon oh, Brando. Yeah, sure. Marlon <laughs> Brando, a, man, in the day, boy. Yeah. That was a coming hey. of age movie. Like when I was in college and a little, I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, in, in today's world, Marlon Brando, oh boy. That, he, let's, let's just say he would have made a lot of lawyers, a lot of money. I'm not saying he didn't in his day, but I'm saying that, that would have been an interesting uh, story. It's always great to play, pay homage to like, kind of like uh, the roots of where you come from. So you talked about going into to Kentucky and doing the trails and all that. What was your tap route that kind of got you going? If you don't mind saying, and then what was your kind of, what was your go-to before you started producing your own? What was your kind of your go-to bourbon or, or, or whiskey? Oh, I refuse to drink anything else, but our, <laughs> no, um, I, you know, a go-to whiskey, you know, I, ha I do have my favorites. I mean, I'm, I, I have no problem saying this cause I'm a huge fan of, yeah. you know, Kentucky distilleries and Kentucky whiskey. Um, if I can, you know, whenever I stumble on Elmer, I'll have it. I love Elmer. Okay. The, the, it's Great just, answer. it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Good, um, good luck finding look, it. Look, I'm, I know I've got a few bottles in my whiskey vault, but, uh, I haven't seen it on the shelf anywhere, uh, in very long. Um, but, uh, you know, I love, look, wild Turkey, wild Turkey 101. That is, you know, forget about the price. That's fantastic stuff. Makes great old fashions. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Love it. Love the stuff. And, you know, and I'm also a big Woodford fan. Mm-hmm. Love Woodford's bourbon. I actually love just about everything Woodford per- puts out and for years would not miss a master's collection, you know, that they would put out. Yep. So yeah. you, um, Cal alluded to this earlier about, is it better to watch one of your movies or drink your whiskey? And I said, kind of like probably watching your movie while drinking your whiskey would be the answer I would have gave, but he said you only pick one or whatnot. But back to that, and this is kind of the fun part of the show. What are you pairing the rise of the robots with from a movie perspective? If you were going to watch a movie, rise what is of the it robots, Dan? I mean, it, well, no, no, no. <laughs> have you, have you, how much have you been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Other than that. Um, People do ask that question a lot, you know, and that, that's we, we've actually been exploring, like, is there a science behind pairing whiskey and a movie the way there is a bit between pairing, uh, you know, like cigars and, and whiskey or certain foods yeah. and whiskey. Um, but I haven't I haven't really stumbled on it. Like for me, okay. I like watching more sci fi and turn your brain off a little bit movies when I'm having whiskey, because if I'm watching uh, like, you know, a serious movie or a drama or an emotional movie, probably don't want to be drinking during that. And I learned my lesson, um, a bunch of years ago, I, I went on a, you know, long time ago, I went on a date to see, um, the Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. in the theater. And it was when, at least out here, when they first started serving booze in movie theaters and you can go have a drink. And I think we were probably just drinking wine, but we were drinking wine through that whole movie. You do not want to be inebriated when that bear attack scene happens. <laughs> right? That's a good one. And so I have, I have learned that, you know, if I'm going to watch a movie like that, I don't want to be drinking, but if I, you know, if I'm going to rewatch Thor Ragnarok for the 4,000th time, I'm having rise of the robots with that, you know, that kind of thing. I think Carol, you can answer what, what your favorite one would be. I think, you know, one more where you consistently maybe want to get a little bit more looser with it. So like from dusk till dawn, perfect for it. Ooh, yeah, I think that'd be a good perfect choice. I, I, I could see I could see that happen. Hold on. So Steve, uh, yeah. same, same question. I can reframe or you probably have them already. So, the, so uh, I'll give you a classic one that everyone says, but the Godfather one and two as a combined movie to me is probably my all time favorite. And then as an obscure one, there's this movie called open range, Robert yeah, Duvall, Kevin, Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. I just, something about that movie. It's, it, it's not quite as action packed as most Westerns are, but the storytelling in it and the cinematography in it and just the setting of it. Uh, I, 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 that's one of the ones like Troy talks about if, if, even if there's 10 minutes left, I'll watch the last 10 minutes every time, but wherever, if, if it comes on, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I can't, I can't leave the TV. As Come on, far I know you've seen Lonesome Dove. I know it's not really a movie, but <laughs> I mean, if, if you watch it all at one time, it is. Uh, yeah, that's true. As far as whiskeys go, um, I really, uh, got into the whole Buffalo trace line and my everyday drinker of Eagle rare is, is kind of like my go-to. And then as I started exploring a little bit further up the chain, um, I really like the heaven Hill product. So, uh, if you're, you know, if you could find it and it's not too crazy, any old fits is, is, uh, is right up there for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Found a few, found a few. They're yeah. they're hard to good come by, but uh, good for you. They yeah, look I, good on they look good on a shelf too, don't they? I mean, they look so damn good. It's like you know, if I ever finish one of those bottles, like I'm just going to refill it with something yeah. else. I'll, I'll, I'll put a piece of tape on the bottom that way I I know what's in it. And when somebody yeah. calls bullshit, I can be like, no, 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 really, really. That's it. No, it that's yeah. The, here's what's in there. I put the tape on there for a reason. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I can't, can't resist. Um, this thing has only gotten smoother and smoother since then. That's not, you know, it's like since we've been drinking, you know, how did the original proof come off to you at like that same proof that they have it at, or do you think it was going to be a little bit hotter from the spice perspective? 
Are you on the Are you on the uh, Moonlight Mayhem? Or are you still on the rise? No, no, no we're on the rise. Okay, Cal. Um, I it's to me it it never Bottom. got hot. My first, my first sip was a little bit hot because it, it was just the spice, but it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. No, no, it, yeah, it, it never got hot to me. It was, um, it is, but now my tongue, it is like a, uh, that minty t- uh, tingle on my tongue, man, is, uh, is fantastic. So, uh, all right. So I got a couple more questions and we're going to get you guys out of here. I know you got stuff to do. Uh, so, Steve, I'm going to start with you. Yes. Where's the last two parter? I know who, who doesn't love two parters. Where's the last place that you played that you can't wait to get back to. And where's the next place that you have booked or you're booking that you're going to go play. Yeah. Just about a month ago, I went on a golf trip with some boys down to Baja, um, Mexico, um, near a little city called Laredo, which is on the Eastern part of the Baja, um, played TPC Danzante Bay. Uh, which is sits right on the water and it was spectacular spectacular golf good company and i had a blast and the organizer of that trip set, set is already set it up for next year but then i have another good friend who for his 50th birthday is taking a group out to scotland and ireland and i've never played Ooh, um in, in that part of the world um so i'm really really now it's it's about a year plus away so it's not maybe what you're thinking about in I terms of uh how soon it'll be, but I'm already drooling over it. I can't wait. I've never been there. I've never played golf there. So, um, that Scotland, Ireland trip. And, you know, I, we've been talking about bourbon and rye. I'm a big Scotch fan too. So I, an Irish whiskey fan. So I'm going to have, and a Guinness fan. So I'm going to have a, I'm going to have some fun while I'm well, you'll have plenty. And, uh, yeah, you, you'll, you'll have plenty. Yeah. Have you ever been to Bandon? I have. Yeah. I okay. went there for my 50th birthday. I took a group there and was there before it's, uh, so I haven't played in Scotland. I played in Ireland and uh, just make sure you take good rain gear and take a couple yep. pairs of shoes. Yep. So <laughs> that is good be, advice. It's going to be crucial, sir. Gonna yeah. Be and crucial. I'd, I'd offer up to you guys and your listeners. So I was born and raised in Monterey, California. Oh, nice. so those of you who know about Monterey know that's where a lot of great golf courses are. Unfortunately, I didn't play golf in my youth. I didn't start playing into my thirties. Uh, but after I started getting in the game, I went back, begging everyone I knew to get me on all the courses up there. So if anyone's uh, going on a trip into the Bay area and wants to know some places to play, obviously there's the famous ones, but there's some really nice courses yes. <laughs> up there that aren't quite as expensive as, as the famous ones. And the famous ones are great too. So, uh, you know, Troy mentioned, you can get a hold of us anyway. I'd, I'd be more than happy to answer questions about playing up in the Monterey area or even here in Southern California. I know a bunch of courses that if anyone's out here, happy to turn you on to places to play. So what I heard is, uh, we, uh, I need to get a bottle of bourbon and we need to come back on the show. Uh, could just be Steve I, it, or it could be Troy. It could be anybody. We're, we're open, man. We're, we're open to the whole crew, open to the crew, but we may drink and we may just talk about golf. Just, Anytime. just saying, just saying. Anytime I can talk about that all day. <laughs> uh, all right, Troy. It last, last one. I think, I don't know. Dan will have another one. He, he never, he never lets me have the last word. I don't know why. <laughs> never does. Uh, what's the last movie that you saw? Doesn't have to be new or old that you loved. And what movie, as we are in movie season, uh, what's the next movie that you're looking forward to watching? So the last movie I watched was the other night. I watched um, Amsterdam. Okay. 
Oh, it was out uh, in the theaters a couple of months ago. I mean, there's no, there's no more like theatrical release windows anymore. It's so confusing when a movie is out and up, but (laughs) it hit HBO max, uh, and watched it. And I know it got panned and I know a lot of people didn't like it. I just thought that movie, and it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was just so much fun. And the acting was incredible. I mean, Christian Bale is just a genius and it just, I just was gripped by the acting and what was going to happen next and just love the quirkiness of it with the seriousness of it. And then it suddenly had a message. So, uh, Amsterdam. And then what's part two of the question? Uh, what's the next movie you're lo- well, like, what movie are you looking for? It doesn't have to be a movie. It could be a series. It could be anything. Like, what are you looking forward to watching that you haven't watched yet? Uh, Babylon. I, I've started seeing the ah. commercials and the ads for Babylon over the last few days, actually. I'm like, huh, that looks pretty good. And I watched like last week, I, th- I think I watched bullet train. So I'm like, all right, Brad Pitt was really fun it. in that. So maybe yeah. he's going to be good in this. Cause it looks like an even more sort of serious and epic movie. So, you know, that one. Yeah, absolutely. I said it was the last quit. All right, go ahead, Dan. I know you got something. <laughs> I actually was going to go before I even said that question to this, but what are you looking forward to most in the next year from, from a whiskey or bourbon kind of perspective within your business? Um, getting into the hands and to the lips of as many people as possible. <laughs> like we want you know, not just because it would benefit the business and help us grow, but we want to share this. You know, we, we, we put a lot of hard work into it, a lot of attention to detail, a lot of passion, our souls are in it. And we want to share it with people. I, I led a tasting um, at, at an event with about 400 people on Saturday night and watching people yes come up and there was other brands on the shelf with us, you know, as part of this tasting and they would see moonlight mayhem extended cut, which has this sort of like bright purple label on a really cool black background and people walking up and going, what's that? I've never had that. I want to try that. And then having them try it (laughs) and seeing their expression and seeing them come back and like, yeah, they, you know, they're going to forego the other stuff on there and just have repeats of that. I'm looking forward to as many as people as possible, getting that experience and being able to share that with them. Awesome. That's awesome. Good stuff, guys. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it at that. Uh, thanks so much to Troy Blotnick. I've been drinking, so if I screw some of this up, correct me. That was perfect. And, and Steve Kanepa. Perfect. It's, uh, he, he's my new golf partner. He just didn't know it yet uh, when I'm uh, making a trip to California. And uh, I live in Atlanta, man. It's an easy, easy flight out there. You, know, nice. you want to pick me up at LAX or Orange County? I guess LAX. It's, LAX is closer. Yeah. Right. And, and yep. you know, you start off by saying golf season is over, but it's never over out here. So you come out anytime. Hey, amen, brother. That, hey, I, that's why. That's why I stay down south because uh, it's it's twelve months a year. Just uh, j- just depends on the day. Go check out filmlandspirits.com. Uh, it's you will not be disappointed about what's in the bottle. You won't be disappointed by the bottle. And uh, be sure to use Birdie's ten, and you'll get ten dollars off of every bottle. What more could a man ask for? A person asked for, an individual asked for, whoever you are, go use it, go do it. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And I'll say cheers. Cheers. Cheers.